Welcome to TTM Cast, your sports collectibles podcast with Jeff Baker and Drew Pelto. Sponsored by Certified Sports Guarantee. Go to csgcards.com for sports card grading for the win. And by sportscollectorsdaily.com. If it happens in the hobby, you'll find it on sportscollectorsdaily.com. And sponsored by Drip Shop Live. Shop live streams of sports cards from your favorite sellers right from your phone or computer. Giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles, and more. And now, here's our host, Jeff Baker. Hello, everybody. This is Jeff Baker from TTM Cast, and I want to thank everyone for joining me today. This is for a special edition of TTM Cast. This past Sunday, I had a chance to go to the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Massachusetts, and speak to a lot of people. I spoke to uh, a vendor. I spoke to a couple collectors. I spoke to a lot of uh, former players, including Tully Manta Kane and Patrick Pass from the New England Patriots. I spoke to Andrew Raycroft and Reggie Lemelin from the Boston Bruins. I spoke to an MMA fighter. I spoke to a lot of guys. So please enjoy my interviews. They are in different interview segments. So what I'll do is I'll have a little introduction to each interview segment and then I'll play the interview. So please enjoy my time at the Northeast Collectible Show in Quincy, Massachusetts at the Marriott this Sunday. Smart collectors turn to Sports Collectors Daily to stay up to date. From new releases to incredible collections hitting the auction block, news from inside the business of sports collectibles, and much more, Sports Collectors Daily has it, all with no subscription cost. SC Daily also delivers a live look at the most watched sports card auctions on eBay for every sport. Sign up to get the headlines in your email for free or just visit the website whenever you like. With 16,000 stories in the archive going back 16 years, there is always plenty to read at sportscollectorsdaily.com. We're speaking with George Pep, owner of George Pep Cards in Quincy, Massachusetts, and promoter of the great show here, the first time, the Northeast Collectible Show in Quincy, Mass. George, you're amazed at the turnout. There's so many people here. It's, it's so exciting. Jeff, thank you very much. It's been a pretty incredible turnout. I'm very pleased for my first show. I haven't done one since 1999, Florian Hall in Dorchester, Mass. <laughs> so it's been really great, actually. And you know what? It's been great. There's so many great uh, athletes running around signing autographs. There's uh, so many different cards. And what's nice to see is a lot of kids, a lot of kids at the show. Yep. So we definitely did 12 and under was free today. We wanted as many kids through the door as possible. And the autograph guests have been awesome. They've really been super nice to everyone. When you went to bed last night, uh, and then you woke up today and the show's in, in play right now, is this everything you thought it was going to be? A little bit more, but I actually did not go to bed, so <laughs> <laughs> it's been really really busy and exciting. We're speaking with George Pep. George is promoter of this great show, the Northeast Collectible Show. He's also owner of the uh, George Pep Cards in Quincy, Mass. Um, what are some of the hot cards that are, that are coming through, the, the new releases? I So there's a lot of cards that have come out in the last few weeks. I haven't been able to see on the floor what we have. I've just been running around like crazy. My brother, he's also co-promoter of the show. He's been like talking to all the dealers and checking out the products, which unfortunately I have not been 
checking out the products today at the show, unfortunately. But I know there's a ton of it because right, it's flying out the door. I'm going to ask you one hobby question, all right? This, yes. is, this is a big one. Yep. What do you think of the whole Fanatics thing in terms of uh, buying tops and they're going to take all over Panini? As a, as a store owner, how, how is that affecting you and what's your, your thoughts? So a lot of people are excited for Fanatics to be purchasing tops and Panini. Um, and some people, like myself, are not as excited. A little apprehensive. Yes. I'm not really sure if that's the right move for the hobby. But regardless, it's going through, and they will be controlling majority of the market by themselves. Are they trying to phase the, the uh, card store owner out, do you think? Or do you think they're going to work with you guys? So I've heard mixed reviews about that. Again, some card store owners are excited on them going forward and doing this. I am one of the people that is on the opposite. Kind of wait and see. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm not really too excited about this, the way it's going down. This is, we're speaking with George Pep, George's promoter of this great show, the Northeast Collectible Show here in Quincy, Mass. It's the first time. It's all sorts of autograph guys, former athletes, former Patriots, Celtics. Uh, Jim Lomborg from the Red Sox is here. It's been a fantastic show. Jo uh, George is kind of taking a breath. Yeah, <laughs> I pulled him away to take a breath to make to to see how things are going. George, of course, owns the George Pep Card Store in uh, Quincy, Mass, and that's where uh, the Card Life was shot. And that's how I met George. Did, are you a minor celebrity in town after being on TV for all, all that time? Yeah, I'm not the person that likes to be interviewed or <laughs> to be on TV, but just because I like Jeff a lot, I am sitting here talking to him. Thank you, George. I wish you the best of luck for the rest of the show, and I, I thank you. I know this is like pulling teeth for George. George does not like to be out in the front, and he likes to be in the back and, and work hard. And he's the, the poor guy. He's, he hasn't. You can tell he hasn't slept in two days. So, George, thank you, and you should be congratulated on running a great show. Thank you very much, and my brother Tom thanks you also. Tom, thank you. Billy Goff. MMA fighter and UFC fighter stepped up to the table. He's a little soft-spoken, so uh, it might be a little hard to hear the interview, but I wanted to play it anyway. He had some good uh, points about MMA fighting and coming up the ranks. So uh, please listen closely because there's a lot of background noise, but here's Billy Goff from Connecticut, who's an MMA and UFC fighter. We are here at the Northeast Collectible Show in Quincy, Massachusetts with MMA welterweight fighter Billy Goff. He is from Connecticut and he's here signing autographs today. Welcome, Bill. Thank you. Thank you do for you like, me. Do you like Bill or Billy? Either one works. <laughs> my middle name is Ray, so some people call me Billy Ray. So how long have you been, have you been fighting? Uh, so I started training when I was 18. I got my first fight in years now, six years. What, so what have you learned most from the time when you started fighting as a, a rookie, quote-unquote, to, to today? Did, have you learned uh, how to handle yourself, how to handle pain, how to uh, bet different moves? What, 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 what have you learned? Uh, you know, the biggest thing that, like, out of all of it is just being calm in a, such a like, high-intense situation. You can't freak out because you'll burn yourself out. You'll make yourself tired. So you got to be able to be calm very high intense situation that's the biggest thing I've taken away from you are you training right now for an upcoming fight I don't have one scheduled but I am getting ready for something I'm hoping for December and what does your training regimen involve I'm sure it involves some boxing and yep. uh, um, so weightlifting 
I lift three times a week, uh, do some do cardio multiple times a week, I do yoga, uh, that keeps me nice and limber, um, and I train five nights a week, uh, striking and grappling. What's most important in terms of the MMA, and especially at your weight, is it the uh, cardio and the endurance, or is it more um, technique? Technique's really important. The biggest thing with technique is protecting yourself. Because if you hit really hard and you have good hands, it doesn't matter if you're going to get knocked out. And you gotta, that's why you got to keep your hands up. But for all of that, cardio is the most important. Because if you get tired, everything goes out the window. We're speaking with Billy Goff. Billy is a welterweight in the MMA spectrum, right? MMA, MMA league? Yeah. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a welterweight fighter in the UFC now. Hey, what, what's the difference? What's the difference between the UFC and the MMA? So, well, so UFC is a promotion for MMA. MMA okay. is a sport. It's yep. like the, the NFL of football, basically. The best way to put it. What do, what do you uh, tell people when they say, ah, oh, it's just like wrestling, that's fake. You're not, you're, not, <laughs> you're not really fighting. Yeah, I've had a few people like, act like that in the... It's, just try yeah. it. Like, give it a <laughs> <laughs> That's me. What motivated you to, to, to do it? Because it's such a brutal sport. It, it, the the guys just beat the heck out of each other. <laughs> Are you glad for punishment? <laughs> no, no, no. It, listen, it doesn't hurt as bad as you think it would with all the adrenaline running. It hurts afterwards, but during the moment, not nearly as bad. Uh, but it was it was a great transition from wrestling to this, like I, my life revolved around wrestling and now it revolves around fighting. So I was just, it was a perfect transition growing up. Is it strange for you to be uh, a quote-unquote celebrity in here signing autographs? Uh, it is so <laughs> weird. It is, uh, it is not something I'm used to and it's going to take some getting used to. Uh, but it's cool. It's, everybody's nice. It's fun to meet a bunch of new people, people that enjoy the sport and that are interested. And yeah, I really appreciate it. Have you had any uh, fights on TV? Uh, have they been broadcast on any? Yes. Uh, the last fight was on Dana White's Contender Series, and it was uh, on ESPN. So have you been recognized? You're recognized in town now? Everyone knows you? I've been recognized a little bit, but not here yet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's kind of cool. Uh, do you have a special move? Do you have a, a, special, oh, yeah. a special takedown move or a special knockout move? Elbows. Elbows? elbows? I love elbows. Off the top rope with the elbow? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Chief J. Strongbow in yeah. the day? <laughs> My favorite is like getting somebody down on the ground and just dropping elbows, ground and pounding. How many knockouts have you had? Um, so, I don't know total. I should know this, but I just don't pay attention. I'm on a six-fight win streak right now, and five of those have been uh, finishes. Does it take, you know, like the football players, it takes them a week to recuperate. Does it take you a while to recuperate after after a fight? It depends. Some, some of them I've taken two, three weeks off because I had a lot of damage. My shin was all banged up. My eyes were swollen. But sometimes I've had, I've fought a month later because I didn't have any injuries. So it just depends on the, how the fight goes. Do you feel like Evil Knievel sometime? I know that he's a young guy. He might not remember who Evil Knievel is. No, no, but when, when he jumped over something, he would break a leg or an arm or something. Do you have, do you have a list of running list of injuries? I have. I haven't, <laughs> thankfully, I haven't. I think I'm, I, don't, I haven't broken anything yet. Thankfully, I'm waiting for that day. Hopefully, it never comes. But I do have a bunch of things that are adding up. Uh, things that are aching and turning Yeah, and, he, and, he, and he's a young guy. <laughs> he's a young guy. What is, what is your mom? Does your mom watch your fights? Yeah, she as much as she can. She does not. She has a hard time. She uh, She's blocking her eyes every other minute. 
I would think it would be difficult. We're speaking with Billy Goff. Billy is here at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass. He's going to be signing autographs. Are you uh, excited to meet fans, to be out in the public and meet fans? Yeah, I've had a few moments where people have asked me for autographs after fights, and I always love it. Like, it's so cool when people, like, it's just... It's just a chance to connect with people, so it is really cool. What's the the life expect expectancy? Not death, you know what I mean. But what, how long can you can you fight? You know, you know, you a football player is five or eight years. A baseball player gets ten years. How, what's your what, what's your your career in, in the uh, MMA field? Um, it's, there's people who fight into their forties. There are. Depends on your health. Depends on how your fights go. Um, I'm going to have at least another good 10 years. Oh, that's great. Do you have um, a favorite fight, a favorite moment in the, in the, in the ring? Did they, they call it a ring? Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, the ring, the cage. Yeah. Some people do fight in a, uh, like in a boxing ring. Uh, my favorite moment. Uh, do you have a knockout that you liked or somebody hit you and you really you really remember that or a, a match that you really enjoyed? There's been times that I, I, I got hit one time and I started seeing double afterwards. That wasn't fun, but that that's a vivid memory. Um, but there's a finish of mine against um, a kid from Rhode Island, Gary. Uh, he's a good dude. We actually train together now. Um, but it was just a good elbow finish, and it was, there was a lot of blood. And it was cool. <laughs> We're speaking with Billy Goff here at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy. He's going to be signing autographs. And uh, he has uh, been uh, doing MMA fighting for uh, six years now, six or seven years. Um, do you uh, do you fight? Where do you fight? Do they, do they have fights in New England, or do you have to go out to Vegas to fight? Or where, where are all the fights? Most of them have been in New England, uh, but now my last one was in Vegas, and now they're going to start being all over the world. Um, so, but hopefully I can get one nearby so people nearby can come visit and come watch. But the next one might be in Vegas, might be in Orlando. Do you have to pay for your own uh, training and fight and uh, training? Yes. And hotels and getting out to the fight? No. No, the UFC covers part of my, so they cover me and one of my corners, uh, hotel and flight. So they so do a it, good job taking care of us. So it's like boxing. You have a, how many people do you have in your corner? So you can have up to three. Up to three. Yeah. Do you have a coach? Do you have a mentor? Yep, my uh, coach Dexter. He, uh, he's been my coach for my entire fighting career, and he's, he's been huge inside and outside of the cage. I go to him with so much stuff, asking for advice, and he's in a lot of ways he's been he's like a father figure for me in a lot of ways. Is he a former fighter? Yes, he is. Uh, he won. He had the WBC heavyweight title at one point. Uh, he fought earlier in what the MMA community when things weren't as big but the like before the UFC was the biggest like WC was one of the biggest promotions yep. and he had their, their belt. So how did, did did the UFC find you just as you were uh, doing local fights, kind of like boxing? You, you know, you're uh, an amateur and you fight a bunch of fights, and then all of a sudden someone says, "Oh, this kid has a shot to, to be good and, and uh, maybe get a title." Is that how you were, you discovered? Uh, in part, definitely what I did was uh, the fights that I had and what I was the accolades I was achieving. They uh, it got me in contact with an agency, and they got me into the UFC. They got my shot. That's very cool. So, what what's your plan for 2023? I know you you're probably fin finishing up the year. Do you have do you have um, fights scheduled going into next year? No, nothing scheduled. So I have a contract with three fights. Uh, I'm hoping to get one done before the end of the year this year, and then I'll figure out next year. Hopefully, two or three fights. Can you fight? Is that what basically what you do? You fight a couple fights a year? Is that 
the, yeah, that's what I've been doing. Like, I've, like if I fight once, I've already fought three times this year. If I can get another one, that'll be four. Um, so it's that's most people do like two, three at most. Um, so I, but I like staying busy as busy as I can. Now, for for the young kids out there, if they're interested in in becoming a fighter, what what should they be doing? Training, training. Is, wrestling, training. is wrestling is wrestling the good in, introduction oh, to it? If you're gonna do anything beforehand, wrestling, because wrestling makes it tougher. Wrestling in high school yeah. and into college. I grew up wrestling, and that was that's been a huge course on my fighting career. Very cool. Well, Billy Goff, thank you very much. Best of luck. Thanks for stopping by. Enjoy meeting the fans today. We are at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass. Billy Goff, he is a UFC MMA fighter, and uh, wish you the best of luck. Thank you, you as well. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. All four major North American sports are in full swing, and CSG is celebrating the sports equinox with 20% off grading fees. Now, through October 31st at 6 p.m. Eastern, get your cards graded with CSG for 20% off their already low fees. Remember, Bulk submissions have just a 25-card minimum, too. CSG has the best turnaround times with affordable grading fees. Next, we had two young collectors, Charlie and Joe, stepped up to the mic. And again, they're uh, young kids and a little soft-spoken, but uh, it was fun to talk to some uh, young kids. These kids were, I don't know, 9, 10 years old, and they were both from Quincy. They played hockey, and they were really into being at the show, and we talked to them about uh, being at the show and collecting. So please enjoy my interview with Joe and Charlie from uh, Quincy. Hello, guys. We are here at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Massachusetts, and we get two young collectors we're going to talk to. Charlie and Joe, they are both from Quincy, right? You guys Quincy boys? Yep. And they're, they're here at the show. Is this your first show you've been to? No. Yeah? It's my first. What do you think about it? Pretty cool. Did you guys have a, uh, an idea of what you were going to buy today? You're just kind of looking around. Hockey and baseball. Hockey. I'm, I'm buying, um, trying to buy a Herbert RPA. Cool. Who's your favorite player? Do you, uh, you Is Herbert your favorite player? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Timmy Thomas. Tim Thomas? Yeah. Very cool. And uh, you guys got a big case over there. What do you got in your case? You want to you show it off a little? Um, so. Do you guys like to get your cards graded or do you like raw cards better? Raw? Here's some of my, uh, I have Herbert Harlow, oh, I'm going to get graded. That's a very nice one. He's got a nice rated rookie, Her uh, Justin Herbert, chrome card. Very cool. Don was chrome. Oh, that's a nice one. He has a nice, Ma is this Mac Jones, right? What do you think of Mac Jones? Do you like Mac Jones or do you like, uh, Zeppi? I like Zappi. Zappi. You like Zappi better, yeah? I think he, he's, uh, he might have, that's a nice card. He has a, he has a, one of 15, number 14, uh, Patriots, uh, Mac Jones autograph card with uh, the memorabilia of the shirts. And a very cool Jason Tatum. Nice. Jason Tatum prism card. Now, do you guys do you guys buy the boxes, the, the cards at the card store or Target, or you just get the cards? Get the cards. What do you like best? Do you like um, football, basketball, baseball? Hockey. Hockey. Just all uh, hockey. Hockey so and baseball. Do you like upper deck? What, what, what upper deck cards do you like? Uh, young Guns. Young Guns? You, yeah. So you get the um, the Series 1 and Series 2 upper decks, and then you get and you get the Young Gun cards in there? Have you had any good pulls? Any good autograph pulls in the upper deck? Uh, I have a uh, Jack Hughes Young Guns card. 
Nice. And Charlie, how about you? What do you like to do? You're into more football. Yeah, and basketball. And basketball. Do you do you where how do you, where do you get the cards? Are you buying cards on eBay? Are you buying them? I just buy them from shows. From shows, you go to a lot of shows. I've been to like um, like about five or six. Yeah. What's your favorite show? Which is the favorite show? They. I like the Red Sox show. The Red Sox show that Fenway Park. That was yeah. a that was a very good show. And how about um, do you trade with your friends? Do you do you guys do you have a lot of Friends that collect? No, not many. Not, not many. Not really. No, just you, just you guys. Yeah. When I was when I was a kid, uh, they used to they you had to collect cards, but you couldn't tell anyone because they thought you were you weren't cool, you know. <laughs> so uh, you you just started to get walking around the show. Um, what do you think you're gonna get today? Nice. That's very nice. Do you, you don't you don't remember Reggie Lemon playing, but he he was a pretty good guy. You know he he signs through the mail. Do you have you ever done autographs through the mail? No. There's a thing called TTM. It's through the mail, and what oh, yeah. you do is you just send the, the cards to the players through the mail, and then they sign them for free. A lot of them sign them for free. You should you should look into that. That's fun. So you guys did you guys start in school? Do you guys play you play hockey in school? You guys play hockey together. And who's who's a better player, huh? <laughs> he's, he's the goal. He's the goalie. You, you, you look like you're a good goalie. Yeah. Well, thank you guys. We're talking with Charlie and Joe here at the Northeast Collectible Show in Quincy, Mass. Proud mom and dad are watching them. These guys are doing good, huh? Yeah, they are. You want to say hi to anyone? Hi. No, not you want to say hi to any of your, your brothers, your sisters, your friends. Say them. No? Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. <laughs> All right, boys. So thank you for stopping by. You and have a great show. Pick up some good cards. You're going to be trading some of your stuff in your, in your case. Is that the plan? Yeah. Or are you going to sell? I don't You just collect? And how about you? You're going to... I'll buy, sell. You're going to buy and sell? All right, well, have a great show. Hopefully you score what you want. Thanks for sharing your cards with me. Again, we're talking with... Charlie and Joe from Quincy, Massachusetts. We are at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass. And it's been a great show. Thanks, guys. Introducing Drip Shop Live, a live online marketplace of sports cards and products from your favorite sellers. Discover giveaways, auctions, breaks, personal boxes, singles, and more right from your phone or desktop. On Drip Shop Live, you'll find hundreds of sellers live all the time. Give Drip Shop Live a try. For a limited time, save $15 off your first purchase of $20 or more. Try finding another break or card box that's that affordable. And shipping is always free on Drip Shop Live. Go to dripshop.live slash invite slash TTM or find the link in our description to get this exclusive offer. We are here at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass, and we're here with the voice of the show, Jason. He's former WEEI, which is a radio show here in Boston, sports radio, and DraftKings he's worked for. So Jason's a big-time collector. Welcome, Jason. <laughs> hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Jason, uh, what are you into? What do you, what do you really like to collect? So it's funny. I'm someone that, you know, when I was younger, I was, like, always at, so a place, I grew up in Everett, Mass., so I used to go to a place called Sports World. That's yep. where all the cards Phil. were. And so, yeah, Phil, Phil, yeah, Phil. yeah, you know him. Uh, that's how I got introduced here with Scott. And uh, so I used to collect 
every type of card. I was a big tops collector when I was younger. Then, you know, as time goes on, you, you know, priorities, things change. And then being here, it's like the passion in this room. I'll be honest with you, Jeff. Like, I'm kind of thinking I might, I might make some purchases. I like, like, the pop figurines. I like stuff that I'm a big wrestling fan as well. So I'm seeing, like, a variety of cards, not just sports and, and like, rookie cards, what I was used to when I was younger. Well, Jason has the pipes. I'm very jealous. He, he, no, you got, shouldn't. Have, he, got the pipes, too. He's got the radio pipes. And uh, this is this is a really impressive show. This is the very first time they've had the show. It's in Quincy, Mass. George Pep and his team have put on a great show. There's a lot of autograph uh, guests here, and hopefully we'll be talking to some of them. Um, what uh, you know? You know? Have you had a chance to walk the show? I've been kind of stuck in my. my I was going to ask you here, that so, question actually. So I haven't but... had a chance to look at the show. What, uh, what you know? You mentioned some pop vinyl stuff yep. and other stuff. What what do you uh, think you might purchase oh. today? Oh, don't hold my don't hold my, my if my wife ever hears this, don't let her know what happened here. But I can tell you that there is just so much excitement in that room because when you're walking around this signed football, signed jerseys, and and I love not only just seeing those, but like how did you where did they collect those? Where did those come from? I That's know. coming the most interesting stories i'm talking to actually where you're set up right here jeff i know audio form great for visuals but uh you're set up next to a table that has like simpsons cards sopranos cards and talking about things they got from overseas i found a collector inside jeff that is talked about how he's been collecting since 1975 and then he comes here to also help sell and like it's just if i'm going to make a purchase so it's probably going to be some sort of rare something that like i know i can only get here if that makes sense I, i don't have the exact item yet and again as my, like I said, I hope my wife's not listening and doesn't check the bank account. We're talking to Jason. Jason is the voice of the show. You might hear him on the, the uh, microphone. He, he's announcing everything that's going on. Again, there's a lot of autograph guests, and hopefully we might get one or two autograph guests on to get oh, an interview. It. I'll make we'll him ha- come over here. Thank you. We'll have George, we'll have George the uh, uh, promoter, on the show. We've had uh, uh, a bunch of collectors talking today. And what's nice about this show is there's a lot of young kids running around. It's not just a bunch of old guys like me and you running around. There's, there's a lot of young kids running around, which is nice for the hobby. I, I was going to say, I think it's really, this is like a really great balance of, of, like, you have, you know, people that grew up collecting, and now you have this, like, not just next, but like the next next generation, like not just teenagers. We're seeing you know children under probably ten years old here. The excitement they see, like oh that's a Brady card, or I saw one kid over there with a Mac Jones card. There was a couple I saw with some Bergeron cards. It's just like a lot of excitement for the youth, which I think is the most important and what's going to keep your voice being heard by generations <laughs> because this is where the excitement comes from. And this is what you do. No, it's nice. Is I'm I'm a big hockey guy, and there's a lot of guys running around in Bruin shirts. Yes. So it's it, you know you go to some of the other shows and the other. Uh, in the other states, you don't see as much Bruins stuff, but it's really nice to see Bruins stuff. Do you get too many games? I get it too. It's usually about 10 games a season. I try to, my winter sports between the Celtics and, and the Bruins, I try to go to about 10 each if I can. Now, it's getting a little bit tougher with the Celtics now with the, the hike back and the Bruins. This year, I don't know, the train the train's starting to take off. So you gotta get, <laughs> if you're going to get those tickets, try to get them before Christmas. What did you do at WEI? Again, WEI is the sports radio show uh, station here in Boston. And uh, what did you do at WEI? So I was a producer for the afternoon show. What was Dale, uh, Holly, and Keith for yep. a while. Obviously, a lot of iterations at that station as of recent. So I did that for a few years. Um, I also worked at WAF, which was a rock station at the time here in Boston. So I dueled between those. Then, uh, you know, 
made a career transition doing some other things, but still do event hosting. If, you have, if anybody ever gets married, they need somebody to perform their marriage. Hey, I'm your guy. <laughs> or if you need an annulment, talk to me as well. There you go. We'll get we'll get Jason's contact information if you need if you need a host. He he's very good at it. And uh, you worked at, at DraftKings, yes. did, uh, which uh, I'm a huge fantasy guy. Love Were you that. involved on the fantasy end of it or on the sports betting end of it? Uh, more on the fantasy, a little bit on the sports betting, but I did um, some. They had like a whole YouTube thing going on. Well, everyone has a YouTube thing in some way, but they had a YouTube situation going on in between the, with the pandemic with no live sports. So actually. People could bet on Madden simulated football games. So I used to host those, which is insane, right? That's insane. But that, people love the opportunity to be involved and bet on different opportunities. There wasn't live baseball till what? We were almost in late June, early July. Yep. So there was a good like five-month stretch there where people were betting on simulated Madden football. I was doing updates for them just on little videos. Um, so that was a lot of excitement. And, yeah, if you're if, – if you – love sports and you collect you should definitely if you're not already involved with a DraftKings a FanDuel like especially legalization coming here to uh, Massachusetts I think by the Super Bowl you can bet actual sporting like live events but you can do the fantasy at any time now win the, some money now the key question is Jason did your mom throw away your, your cards when, from when you were a kid? <laughs> I so appreciate that question, Jeff, because I was saying this earlier. I don't know if she threw them away, if I lost them through my several moves. I, I have a box, a shoe box. So I was a huge uh, Penny Hardaway fan as a okay. kid. So sure. you can kind of see where I grew up when I was like eight or something. And Little Penny, I had like the doll. I had all these Penny Hardaway cards and Drew Bledsoe. Those are my two favorite sports figures growing up. And I have all those cards. Every other card, I'm telling you, I probably had open 9,000 packs as a child. Don't know where they are. Can't find them. I don't know if my mom threw them away or something like that, but uh, some trash bin somewhere. Somebody, they're probably selling them here. Hey, you, <laughs> get that card? No, that's my card. That's it. That's my one. Yeah, so I don't know where they went, but I have one shoebox to this day still remaining with uh, my, my prize possessions. Well, Jason is here with me at the Northeast Collectibles Club in Club. The we're, our, we're part of the club. That's right. We're part of the, part of the club. Northeast Collectors Show yes. at the Quincy Marriott. It is the first time they've had the show. It is packed. There are tons of vendors here. Uh, Hopefully we'll talk to a few vendors. Jason, thanks for stopping by. It was a pleasure meeting you. And he, Jason's the voice of the show, so you might hear him in the background. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate you, Jeff. Have a wonderful day. Thank you. We are here at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass., with one of the vendors. His name is Adam D'Angelo, and he, guys, he doesn't collect baseball cards or basketball cards or football cards. He collects Simpsons cards, which is near and dear to my heart. So welcome, Adam. Thanks for having me, Joe. Adam, do you do many shows? This is my first show. Has, you know what? I've, you know, we're right next to each other, so you've had a lot of interest. Is that surprising you? Well, I'd say that I'm pleasantly surprised and I'm pleased. I put a lot of work into putting together a nice table and uh, nice to get positive feedback. Now, how did you get involved with Simpsons cards? Because there's, there's Pokemon cards and there's Magic the Gathering cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. But, you know, what? I, my, my son is a huge Simpsons uh, collect guy. He loves the Simpsons. He's got all the plastic guys. And uh, when he was a kid, we, I bought him a box of, unopened box of cards from the Simpsons for, like, I don't know, $7. You know what I mean? It was cheap. back. In, this was back in the probably the late 90s, early 2000s. Uh, how did you get involved with Simpsons? I think that I, I got involved in Simpsons and Simpsons cards through sports cards and through The Simpsons, the greatest, greatest show of all time, animated show at least. Uh, and as I became a collector of sports cards, I realized that there was a whole world of non-sports cards out there and came to really enjoy the hunt for those. 
and I also appreciated the art aspect of it. And that's, I'd say, how I got further into The Simpsons and the other cards that I've collected over the years. Do you have a favorite episode from The Simpsons? So many. If I had to choose, I'd say you only move twice. It's the episode with Hank Scorpio where Homer takes the job. Yeah. And, and and he's sitting there and he and he, he he quits at the end while while all the guys are coming and get him. Yep. Excellent episode. I I obviously have a soft spot for for the softball episode where they they brought all the major league players and I'm I'm bumming that they didn't involve uh, Fred Lynn because Fred Lynn's my be- my favorite player but they still had Wade Boggs or Roger Clemens and and that's a really a, a great episode. Yep. Do you have a favorite character? No, I like I like uh, Disco Stew. Yes. I think he's very funny, and I like Professor Frank. I, uh, <laughs> I, have a, I have a Disco Stew card. I'll send you. That's very cool. Well, now he mentioned the cards, and uh, he has all sorts of cards that are slabbed. They're they're slabbed with a nice Simpsons uh, cloud, like from the title, and that you, you use the Simpsons logo, uh, the font, and uh, these are cool cards. Did you produce the cards as well, or did I did? Um, my day job, I happen to have the ultrasonic welding machine that's essential for slabbing cards properly. I sourced the cases from overseas and then started slabbing up my personal collection and selling them on eBay, and they started picking up to the point where I thought I'd get a table at a show and see where it took me. Do you send any cards out to get graded, your personal cards, or you pretty much do it, do it on your own now? I, I don't. I think grading is essential to the market. I think they help to set standards and costs, and mine's a little different. It's more just protecting regular cards for regular consumers, not high dollar value typically, but more for the art aspect, and it's been a nice alternative. We're speaking with Adam D'Angelo here at the Northeast Collectible Show in Quincy, Mass. Adam has a table he set up right next to us, and we're going to talk to Adam about uh, his Simpsons cards. He has has them slabbed in a beautiful slab, and they're kind of cool cards. What has been the most popular card so far that people people have been looking at it and purchasing? The Simpsons has been a bestseller today and other days. The Sopranos do well, and I'll give Inkworks credit for that. They're beautiful cards. Uh, and then Beavis and Butthead might be my favorites besides The Simpsons, so I like to see one or two of those kind of quick. See, guys, he's, he's a versatile. He isn't just a Simpsons guy. He's all over the place. Do you like any of the um, the issued cards that are out there? I know, you know, there's Big Bang Theory cards and all sorts of other um, TV-related cards. And have you been to a com- any of the Comic-Con shows where they, they feature some of that stuff? I've been to a few. I really do enjoy it. I've been collecting non-sports and music into a business it's a win how um what's the oldest card in your collection late 1980s in terms of the items that i'm selling and then i have some original Elvis cards that go way back and those are some of my personal ones very nice my daughter was into the beatles at one time and i bought a lot of old beatles cards i'd go to these card shows and i'd pick up the beatles cards for her and then I have like Charlie's Angels and uh, you know all the the, the seventies, like Three's Company and Mork and Mindy and all all those kind of cards just sitting in a box somewhere. But it's kind of fun. So it doesn't have to be just sports cards. We have all sorts of stuff here at the Northeast Collectible Show in Quincy, Mass. Adam D'Angelo, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. We're here at the 
Northeast Collectibles show in Quincy, Massachusetts with Scott. Scott is uh, one of the promoters of the show. He's bringing all the autograph guests. Welcome, Scott. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Scott, what's the name of your company again? Sons of Liberty Autographs. Sons of Liberty Autographs. Have you been doing this for a while? Yeah, I've been doing it for probably, uh, I don't know, 15 years now. What, what's the biggest obstacle you, you find in, in uh, uh, working a show like this? Is it bringing the guys in? Is it con- crowd control? Is it keeping, keeping everyone happy? What, what's the, mo- most, uh, the biggest problem you have? Um, actually, I think, I wouldn't even say it's a problem. I just think when you bring in, you know, so we brought in six, six um, guests for this show. Uh, for George, I think the biggest thing is is just you know making all the arrangements to get him here, getting him here on time, getting him sat down. And, you know that that's really the biggest obstacle. Everything else is pretty easy. It's kind of like uh, running a wedding, right, or in a, yeah, a, event a big plan, event. Event planner, yeah. So, um, do you do uh, just New England shows, or are you uh, national as well? Yeah, just New England. Um, and we basically deal with a lot of Patriot plays, but we're kind of branching out a little bit. Um, we got Reggie Lumlin and Drew Raycroft from the Bruins today. Uh, we also have Cedric Maxwell and Dana Barros from the Celtics. And we have um, Tully Vantacane and Patrick Pass from the Patriots. It's real. The guy, the, the the people that come, the fans are really uh, into getting meeting these guys and getting their autographs. And I think one of the nice things is that the the players interact with the fans. I think that's the, the big thing, as opposed to just getting a autograph through the mail or, oh, yeah. or or seeing them at the stadium for a second. You really get to talk to the guys. So so one of the things we take pride in is you know we really only bring in guys that we've worked with before that we know are good with the good with the fans, especially with the kids, because um, it doesn't matter how big of a name it is. It's really how that kid feels after he has an experience with, with that player. Doesn't necessarily have to be an A-lister, but you know, does that player make him feel special? Take a picture with him, talk to him, you know, ask him what sport they play. I, you know, that that it, it's making a memory. It's not. I don't. We don't like to think of it as coming to get an autograph. We think of it as trying to make an experience with, for, you know, for that child or that you know father and son. We're speaking with Scott. We're here at the Northeast Collectibles Show. It's the first time they've had the show. And, guys, the place is packed. Lots of vendors, lots of guys running around. It's nice to see a lot of kids. Yeah. Yep. You know, it's in the, the days of uh, phones, tablets, and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's good to see, you know, fathers with their sons and, you know, kids taking an interest in it again. Because when we were kids, you know, we took an interest in cards and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's really good to see. It's a great turnout. Um, George did a great job putting the show together. It's the first one, and uh, a lot of people, a lot of excitement, and it's uh, it's a great show. It's different than any other card show I've seen. Are you a collector yourself? Are you into anything yeah, specific? I'm, I'm into game use memorabilia, mostly game use Patriot stuff. Do you have a big uh, man cave, or how, how do you display I, I, your stuff? I have a pretty big collection, so I have cases and framed jerseys and all that kind of stuff. I was upset they had the uh, alumni event was supposed to take place at the end of October, and they canceled it. Were you involved in that at all? Uh, no, I usually go, but I know everybody involved, and uh, yeah, they canceled it. I don't, I don't know what the reason was. Um, I know that I know uh, Pete Brock has put together a big cruise for the alumni. Um, so, so that's going to be a big event for them. All right, sore subject. Let's talk a little Patriots this year, okay. right? Yeah. <laughs> what do you What do you think? Is Mac Jones the guy, or do you think you get the happy fever? Well, I'll tell you. Um, I'm literally. I don't right know here. if Mac Jones is the guy. I will tell you that when Zappy came in, um, he didn't know he was going to play. He played most of the game. I'm pretty impressed with his with his composure. And how he handled himself, he, you know, I think I was nervous when they said he was coming in, but he kind of came in, took command of the team, 
and really didn't seem like a, a kid going out there for the first time thrown into the thrown into the fire. So I'm pretty impressed with, with his composure, um, his decision making, and I think the biggest thing that's important, especially with Belichick, is he doesn't turn the ball over. Yeah, I think that's Jones' biggest problem, right? He's a little, he's a little wild card in yeah. terms of. Uh, keeping hold of the ball. Guys, we're talking to Scott here at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass. It's the first time in the show. Scott is involved in promoting and dealing with the, all the autograph guests, and they have all sorts of great autograph guests for the first time for a show. Was it difficult to convince some of these the new the athletes to come to a new show? Not really. I mean, a lot of these guys, like I said, you, know, you have a relationship with, and you kind of call them because you know how they'll be with the fans and everything, so... Um, they're pretty excited. I mean, you know, a lot of these, the older guys that um, have been around a while, they really come, they really appreciate coming out and interacting with the fans and, you know, having that one-on-one time. It's a lot different than the athletes of today that, you know, it, it's kind of like a totally different um, atmosphere or feeling. They'd rather not do that stuff. So. Do you have any other shows planned for the rest of the year? Um, no, this, well, not, not for the rest of this year be back at it at the beginning of next year though uh well there's a show coming up in april in wilmington so that'll be the old rich altman show yep yep we, we do a lot of work with them we're going to be getting um 10 patriot guys for that show um so that that'll be the next big one very cool well scott why don't you promote your company one more time let people know how they can uh, follow what's going on with you and your company so and okay. oh. uh you, you, you uh have a podcast. It's called the Untold Patriot Stories with my friend Bob, uh, Bob Hilberg, Bob the Statman. Yeah, Bob the Statman. I know Bob very well, and uh, Scott Prusick. And thank you guys for, for stopping by. And um, you know we're, we're we're thrilled to meet you. And best nice. of luck. Thank and and guys, make sure you check out Untold Patriot Stories. It's a weekly podcast with Scott Prusick and Bob Heidelberg. Right, Heidelberg. Hilberg. Hilberg. Yep. I always mess up his last name. He kills me. So I I know Bob very well. So thank you guys, and uh, we'll be back with more interviews. All right. Thanks. Thank you. We are here at the Northeast Sports Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass., and we have a, a special guest. We have Tully Bantacane. He's two-time Super Bowl champion from the New England Patriots. Welcome, Tully. Hey, thanks for having me, Tim. It must it must be nice to uh, for you to come in out and meet fans and, and sign some autographs and share some stories. Oh, man. Every time I come to these things, man, it, it takes me back to all the pictures and, and collectibles. Um, just just an honor to be here, man. Were you a collector uh, back in the day when I, you were a kid? I actually was. I definitely collected a bunch of stuff. I wish I would have held on to it. <laughs> like uh, everyone else, right? You know, there's so many moves that happen in life, and you just forget that, you know, things will eventually be relics. Do you have any memorabilia from your playing days? Did you say shirts or uh, helmets, or did you get autographs from your teammates? Hopefully you got one from Tom yeah, Brady. Yeah, you know, I, I was <laughs> talking to Patrick Pass about this, man. I really wish I would have collected more <laughs> Tom's autographs <laughs> when we were playing. But, yeah, I got a bunch of stuff still, some some game-worn cleats and jerseys, uh, pads, gloves. So I try to hold on as much stuff as I can. Do you have a favorite team that you played for? You know, Patriots, did you have your favorite Ooh, uh, Super Bowl team or – you know, every year was so different. Um, every experience was so different. I mean, I definitely think the Super Bowl years, uh, it was really like a combined team for the 0304 season. So winning back-to-back Super Bowls, we're actually on the anniversary. If the Rams don't win it this year, uh, we'll be the last the, team to do the it. The Rams last... are not going <laughs> to win it this year. So we'll be the last team in 20 years to, to pull that off. So, um, yeah, either one of those teams, you, you, you take your pick. 
Was playing in a Super Bowl different than playing in a regular season game or a playoff game? Was it was there something special about playing in the Super Bowl? Oh, totally. Um, just the preparation going into the week is so much different. You got so many distractions, so much going on. Um, you got family, people. It's just the tickets. Everything is just uh, it's a lot more heightened for the Super Bowl. So. Did you? Um, it was awesome. Did you save any memorabilia from the Super Bowl? Did you say have a uh, special? I know you guys got rings, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. Which, which, which is very cool. But did you get uh, programs or ticket stubs or anything like that? For, yeah, from the Super I still Bowl? got my program. Uh, I still got my locker uh, tag that was above my locker nice. for the game. Uh, I still have my, some of my gloves. Uh, my dad actually, after the game, he went around the, the bleachers and was picking up all kinds of flags, cups. He was a big collector, so. Uh, we still got a bunch of stuff from those games. We're speaking with Tully Bantacane. Tully played for the two Super Bowl champions for the New England Patriots. And we're here at the Northeast Collectibles Show. It's the very first time that they've had the show here. Uh, are you surprised at the turnout of how many people are into collecting and into cards? I am very surprised. I did not expect it to be like this. There's, there's hundreds of people here. Uh, so that just shows that the collection, collection game is live and well. Do you do many autograph shows or many collectible shows? As many as I can. You know, if I'm ever invited, I, I try to make it. And uh, I'm actually you know, happy that this, this turnout was really well so I can get back with the fans. Are you still in the New England area? Did you settle here? Yeah, I live in uh, live up in Newport, Rhode Island right now. I just moved back uh, from California. There, there's so. worse places than Newport, Rhode there, Island. <laughs> <laughs> I got to be by the water, man. I'm a California kid, so... I'm loving living out there. Very cool. Well, Tully Bantacane, thank you very much for stopping by. I really appreciate it. Thank you for uh, stopping by and signing some autographs for the fans. We really It's nice to uh, meet you, and best of luck. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Go Pats. All right. We are here at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass., with former Boston Bruins goalie Andrew Raycroft. Welcome, Andrew. Thanks yeah. for stopping by. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. You know what, Andrew? I'm going to say it. I look at you and I'm like, you're so small for a goalie. Most of most of you, most of the goalies, you think they they're they're six foot two and 250 pounds. You know, you, you must have relied on quickness as your your uh, thing when you were a goalie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm tall and long, but certainly uh, not thick by any means. But that's what most goalies, you get the gear off, they're all they're all string beans at this point now. So you get uh, the two grass in the world are 6'4", 180. So I know, the guys the like the guys on the yeah, on the Rangers and the uh, Tampa Bay, those guys are big guys. Yeah, they look huge. They look <laughs> huge. The gear nowadays too, right? It helps so much. Now, you, what, what years did you play for the Bruins? I was here in 2000 to 2006. I was with the Boston Bruins. Did um, you played with Ray Bork, right? Uh, I trade. I had training camp with Ray. Ray Tra- got traded my the year the year my year. First year. That was the year he won uh, Stanley Cup in Colorado in 2000 2001. That was my first year pro. And you, um, as the the Bruins were always in the playoffs, and they were always a very good team. Did you uh, was there any, did you make the Stanley Cup Finals any years you were playing? No finals for me, unfortunately. No Stanley Cup rings for me, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, you know, it, it, it's so hard to win that trophy. The hardest trophy to win, and it's uh, for the guys that have won, it's pretty special. We're speaking with Andrew Raycroft here. He's former Boston Bruins goalie. We are at the Northeast Collectibles Show. Um, do you do many shows, and are you surprised at the turnout at the show? Turnout's unbelievable. I couldn't find a parking spot. I couldn't get into the lot, period. It was, uh, yeah, packed. So it's a, it's a great turnout, great show. 
Uh, I don't do a whole lot of them. It's hard to find time uh, with the kids and everything else going on on the weekends. But this is a great one, and, and I'm happy to be a part of it. Did you? I think I saw you at the alumni event. Did you play at the oh, alumni yeah. event that the, against the Rangers that they had out at uh, Bentley? at Bentley? Yeah, yeah, I did. They, I, I had to, they, they made me strap the pads on for that one. That was the last time I've had goalie equipment on. Uh, but it was a great event, great turnout, Bentley, great arena, but uh, fun. I get out with the alumni guys as much as I can. To, it's kind of my beer league to, to hang out with the guys and, and get around them and, and tell stories. So I try and play as much alumni as I can. The Bruins have a great alumni association. They do a, a lot of charity work. Were you up at the uh, the bowling event that they just recently had up in Tewksbury? I missed the bowling event. Frank Simonetti, our, our incoming president, does a great job with that. That's his baby. And, uh, they do. We do raise a lot of money. It's, it's, we do it's about 30, 30 to 40 games throughout the winter that guys get out to raise a bunch of money for charity, and it's just a lot of fun. So, so we're real lucky. I'm real lucky to be able to, to be a part of the uh, the alumni here in Boston. It's a great group. We're speaking with Andrew Raycroft. Andrew Raycroft, of course, was former Boston Bruin goalie. Uh, in the 2000s, early 2000s, and we are here at the Northeast Sports Collectible Show, which is the very first show in Quincy, Mass. And, and uh, Andrew's here signing autographs. Um, do you ha- were you a collector back in the day? Uh, yeah, I did. I, I, small town Canada, we had. Uh, I always tried to get cards in my hands and the sticker books and, and my dad. So we have we have a bunch of cards, and my parents kept a lot of my stuff as well. So so yeah, we have some stuff kicking around the house at some point uh, we'll go through it my kids kind of get a kick out of it when they go back to grandma and granddad's house to, to go through stuff so there's uh, there's some stuff at home and you know probably not as big as the guys here but but certainly uh, always love the cards and back in the day especially when there was only one or two sets it was easy to keep track of and, and collect for me did you save any uh, memorabilia from your playing days and did you collect autographs or, or get any autographs because you were around so much great guys you know Cam Neely was always around and Johnny Busick and Bobby Orr and all the, the Bruins greats Phil Esposito did you ever get autographs from those guys or, or autographs while you were playing yeah I got some of the stuff but you know it was more for presents and holidays and things like that I you know you try to get a few Bobby Orr autographs and, and Jared Cheevers and Wayne Cashman and, and all the guys in chief, like you said, all the guys hanging around. Um, I got a few sticks from guys that I played with that were I, I knew were going to end up in the Hall of Fame, but uh, I probably should have collected a lot more with, with all the guys that I played with. Did you, when you were uh, playing, did you ever go into a, I always ask this for former players, did you ever go to a supermarket or grocery store and buy a couple of packs of cards to see if you could get your own card? I don't I, have. I, have done that. I, I probably thought about it or probably looked at them, but but I never I never did. And if, if I did, I certainly never got myself in a pack. I would remember that. Did you have a um, a player that you idolized or, or fashioned your game after? Uh, probably not fashion my game, but Patrick Wall was when I was a kid and when I was growing up. He was the, the greatest goalie playing. So I was a I was a big Canadians fan growing up. Just, did, uh, is there anyone in today's game that uh, fashions your, uh, the game that, like you played? Do you, do you look at somebody and say, hey, he stole my style? Uh, no, <laughs> unfortunately, I, I, wasn't, uh, I wasn't worthy of having my style stolen. <laughs> no. Uh, but no, the game's changed so much, even in 10, I mean, 
eight years since I've left. It's so fast. The goalies are so big and strong, and they move so well now. It's it's really hard for me to recognize the position some days. It's so different. How do you, so different. How do you think the Bruins are going to be doing this do this year? Good I know. This year. Yeah. Good start to it. Good, really good start. Yeah, they look good. The new coach seems to have done a lot for guys. Uh, looks looks refreshed. Look, guys look excited to be at the rink again. And uh, I'm. Really bullish. I think this team can go real far, especially when they get all their, their guys healthy. Yeah, they look good. I think they're going to miss uh, Marshawn, though. I think he's. Oh, yeah. He, they're going to really miss Marshawn. Well, we're speaking with Andrew Raycroft here at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass. Andrew, thanks very much for stopping by, and, and please enjoy your time with I the will. fans. I will. Thanks for having me. It was awesome. Thank you. You got it. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Thank you. All uh, right. Have a great day. Thanks Thank so much. Thank you. Okay. We are here in Quincy, Mass at the. Uh, New England Sports Collectibles Show, first uh, edition, first time ever, and we're talking with former New England Patriots, Patrick Pass. Welcome, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Patrick, is it uh, different from you to, to come out and meet fans and, and, and sign autographs, and have uh, anyone shared any cool stories with you? Uh, not, not at this show, but um, it is nice to come out and to see... Um, the, the, the crave that, that these guys still have for car collecting. I mean, it's not only just football, baseball, basketball, hockey, but I see some Pokemon over there, some Bart Simpson and stuff like that. So, you know, I, when I was a kid, I used to collect baseball cars myself. But and, and you still see these grown adults out here, you know, doing the same thing, you know, something they love doing. Do you still have the car, your cards from when you were a kid? Uh, I don't remember where I put them, but I'm sure they're somewhere. <laughs> they're, the they're somewhere. Were you a were you a, uh, a collector of autographs or memorabilia? No, as a just kid? just baseball cards. Actually, it was just baseball cards as a kid. So I'm sure I probably got some gems in there if I go back and find them. We're speaking with Patrick Pass, former New England Patriot, and we are at the Northeast Collectible Show here in Quincy, Mass. And Patrick is here signing autographs and meeting with fans. Uh, Patrick, what do you think of the Patriots this year? Uh, you know what? It's really too early to tell um, what kind of team they have until you get to about the fifth or sixth game of the season. Um, you know, there's a, some some a uh, few games that they should have won. You know, especially against the Ravens, they played well. They played well enough to win that game, but it didn't go, you know, in their favor. But, you know, I really like that quarterback, Zappi. He's playing really well. Um, Ramondre Stevens, the running back, is playing really well. And it seems like the defense is coming to, you know, play well as well. So um, the time will tell once they get, you know, to, you know, like the fifth or sixth game of the season to see where they're heading, you know, for, this, for the regular season. Do you have a favorite memory of on on the field? Do you have a favorite game? Maybe a game that you won a game ball or a, no, no, a favorite know, victory? My favorite game always going to be the first Super Bowl because I think that Super Bowl jump started the next six Super Bowls for the New England Patriots. So that's always going to be my first, my favorite one. Did you see uh, the greatness of Tom Brady back then? Did you? <laughs> I, I really did actually because Tom and, and I got drafted in the same draft class. He was one round before me and. The guy worked at it was just unbelievable. Um, I just knew that once he get a chance to get in and you know show the team and show the, the fans and the coaches what he's capable of doing, it was going to be hard to get him from underneath the center. And as you see, when Drew went down against the New York Jets and Brady came in, it was just it was no turning back when he got in there and did what he did. 
Do you have any uh, collectibles from your playing days? Did you keep any helmets or oh, yeah, game balls yeah, or, got, or shirts? I got, or? I got Super Bowl helmets and jerseys and, you know, just the, the entire uh, Super Bowl uniform in my house. So I use that for <clears throat> motivation when I when I go and I, you know, my, my, when I go and talk to kids and try to get them, you know, to pay attention and listen and, and to surround themselves with good people. I use that as motivation. I, you know, I, I kind of tell my story how I grew up in the projects in Georgia, and how I surrounded myself with good people, and you know, I made it out. And I use old helmets and jerseys to get them some type of motivation that they can make it out of any situation that they put themselves into. Did you collect any autographs from your playing days, or did you guys trade like that? Now the guys trade shirts. Yeah, right? no, nah, it wasn't. You know, it, it wasn't like that when I was playing. It was like, all right, you go out there and you try to kick ass and you go home. Now they want to talk and, and, and trade jerseys and stuff like that, which is cool because uh, <clears throat> you never know when you're going to see a player against that person again in your career. So you try to get the best player on each team jersey. And I don't know what these guys doing with them. I don't know if they, they just collect them just to be collecting them or they really have a man cave that they hang up in. So um, whatever the case may be, is is fine with them. But, no, we just we went out there, we played the football game, and we went home. Did you have a, a team that you really enjoyed beating or re- really enjoyed playing against? All of them. All of them. You didn't. You didn't care. You ju- you just wanted to win. I just wanted to win. I mean, especially the ones in your own division, like the Miami's, the Jets, and the Buffalo Bills. We already knew that it was going to be a, a four and uh, weekend right there. Whenever we play those guys, so um, yeah. But now the the, the the things have changed. You know, Buffalo has come into their own. The Miami has doing their thing, and the Jets are still the Jets. Yeah, the Jets are still the Jets. That's right. Well, thank you. We are speaking with Patrick Pass. Patrick Pass, of course, played for the New England Patriots. He was on two Super Bowl champions. Three. Three. I always forget. We always forget the third one. Don't forget that one. He's a Super Bowl champion. Is there uh, was one Super Bowl uh, different than the other, or no, they were all the all the, the same? First. Always the first the, the, one. The, the, the feeling is, uh, uh, about the same, but the first one always going to be the best. Well, thank you for your time today. Patrick Pass is here signing autographs. We are at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass. Thank you for your time, Mr. Pass. Anytime. Nice to meet you. Thank you. We are here at the Northeast Collectibles Show in Quincy, Mass, talking with former Boston Bruins and Calgary Flames goalie, Mr. Reggie Lamelin. Hello, Reggie. Hi, Jeff. Thanks for joining us today. Um, is it... Weird for you to be signing autographs. People that want your autographs, you know, so long after you finish playing the game. Is it nice for you to be remembered that by your fans? I'm always amazed. You know, it, uh, still to this day, I get like, you know, probably uh, four or five pieces of mail a week. You know, uh, it's easy to find your address now. You know. <laughs> no, I know. Yes, I know. They found me. <laughs> Do you have uh, something that you really like to sign? Do you have a car, favorite card or uh, a favorite I got, picture? I got a lot of cards. Some are better than others, and obviously, uh, you know, it, you want to you want to take your time and you want to give a, a nice autograph to the people. You know, it's really you. You have a great signature, by the way, and uh, it, it's really nice to. Uh, you know, have you had any cool stories people that have shared with you today? I know I've talked to uh, people and that they've always say, "Oh yeah, I played with your your uncle, or I play, you know, you played with my my great grandfather, or whatever." Not you know, not that you're that old, but yeah. <laughs> did you have any cool stories from anywhere? From any today, of the today, yeah, was mostly uh, yeah, this one guy when my son was about uh, ten or something. I, I I coached one year. I was still playing at the time. I coached one year, whatever I could. Uh, in Linfield, and he was a, a coach for, um, I'm not, I, 
I'm not sure if it was said Saugus or something. But I guess he, he told me that one game he wanted to, to speak to, with the referee and the referee didn't want to listen to him because he said, well, you talk to Reggie Lumlin, but you don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's very funny. Do you, um, do you get to see many, do you go to see many uh, Bruins games nowadays? Are you, are you following go, today's uh, game? I follow, I follow the game much more. After I retired from coaching in Philadelphia, it was about 08, I kind of like, took about a few years off. You know, I really uh, wasn't watching a lot again, but I started to watch again, and I really enjoy it. Um, and then I'm still involved with the alumni around town. We do a lot of charity games. We probably have a schedule of about 25 games uh, starting uh, next month. So uh, it's, it's a lot of fun, and you see all the former players and your buddies from the past and uh, uh, reminisce, I guess. <laughs> We're speaking with Reggie Lemelin here at the Northeast Collectible Show in Quincy, Massachusetts. Reggie is here signing autographs for fans. He's signing cards, pictures, and, and, me, and shit, swapping stories, which was really cool. Um, Reggie, do you have a, a favorite game or a favorite moment on the ice that uh, you really can harken back to? Well, people always bring back the save against Patrick Beek in Game 7 of the uh, uh, conference uh, finals to took us to the Stanley Cup finals against Edmonton in 88. So that's a big moment and uh, people remember a lot, but also uh, not a boom moment, but uh, with the Canada Cup in 1984 when I played for Team Canada and I uh, played in the last game and, uh, you know, winning, winning the Canada Cup was, uh, for Team Canada was a, was a great moment. Do you have any memorabilia from your playing days? Did you keep any jerseys or any, uh, did you collect autographs of teammates or anything, uh, special mementos, game pucks or anything like that? Not, not that many, but I still have my jerseys and, uh, you know, my, my original mask and obviously my great uh, foam pads that uh, I co-created and uh, brought to, to the league that now everybody is, is wearing lightweight equipment, you know. So uh, that's very important to me. What, what drove you to uh, invent that or come up with that? Well, it's just this guy, uh, you know, I met in uh, San Francisco. Uh, that was the first year of the Sharks, and the Sharks played in San Francisco. And he had a prototype of light foam pads, and uh, I mean, it didn't look that good, but I said, we can maybe work on something. So I started to work with him, and within a year, we, uh, we had a, a nice prototype that I used in the game, and it was very successful. I went... 11 games without losing with them, so the rest is history. <laughs> you, you mentioned the Canada Cup. That must have been something to play with that much talent and uh, for playing for your country. That must have been really... Uh, yeah, it, it's, you look left and right, and you're with Wayne Gretzky and Mark Messier and Ray Bork and uh, Rick Middleton and uh, Michel Goulet and, and, and Grant Fuhrer and Pete Peters were the other goaltenders. And uh, you say, wow, I, I can't believe I'm actually on the same team as these guys. You know? So it's very, very impressive. Was Wayne Gretzky the best skater and back passer that, that you played against? Probably not the best skater, but the, by far the best, uh, the best passer. And uh, seeing the game in a different dimension, uh, that is like uh, uncanny. He would get behind the net. I don't know how he did it. He would always find the guy that was open, or, or I just it was like he had an uncanny ability to yeah. to set guys up. Well, the guys he played with complimented him very well too. They knew uh, where to find the holes and be ready at all time because. It didn't look like they were ever going to get the puck, and all of a sudden it was right on their stick. Is there a goalie in today's game that kind of uh, mimics your, your style at all? Is there anyone that you out, look out there and no. say, No. <laughs> <laughs> They're all six foot four, 250 pounds, right? All different, and they all play the, 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 the 
obviously uh, in the V style, you know, because they're so big now that they, they don't have to stand up. It's just their, their chest covers everything. But uh, the fundamentals of the game are still there where, you know, you have to be, um, you know, cutting the angles and doing all that and being laterally very effective. Does it amaze you how fast the game has become and how much uh, room they've given the guys because they, they've kind of cut out the holding? Yes, it has. Uh, well, it, it was a good thing because the game, I thought, was deteriorating and uh, uh, created a lot more offensive, much better to, to watch also, you know. Um, so uh, it was a good thing. I thought it was very, very good, uh, good thing to, to stop that all, uh, the checking and the cross-checking and the holding. I, I mean, you, you've played the game. Is is playoff hockey different from you as a player than, than being a regular season game? The when you reason, watch it as a fan, it's just incredible. Yes. What makes it also incredible is because you play the same team every night until you win or you lose. So it becomes tougher and tougher with every game because the other team gets to know all your tricks, you know, and, and, uh, and then... It's a matter of will, so to speak, you know, the ones that can last the longest and intimidate the other team the best and that kind of stuff. Was there uh, one player that had, like, the, the hardest shot that you faced in, in terms of, like, oh, no, this guy's coming down, the, the, he's at the point and he's letting one go. I got, I got to be prepared for him. Is there, is there one guy that... He was on my team. Oh, good. That's good. <laughs> uh, Al McGinnis, by far, yeah. was, was a scary uh, shooter. But uh, so in practice, he, he uh, always tried... We had these skates, you know, that had um, uh, sort of a shell... And he loved to shoot the puck off the, on my toes to break the shell. <laughs> the, the trainers hated them. They had to work too much. That, that's <laughs> he funny. probably did it once a month. You know? Well, we're speaking with Reggie Lemelin. Reggie Lemelin, of course, was a goalie for the Boston Bruins and the Calgary Flames. He was a member of Team Canada that won the, the Canada Cup. And uh, we just want to thank you for stopping by. And Reggie's a great signer through the mail. So keep his mailbox full, guys. All right. Thank you very much. For, thanks for having me. Thank you. Well, I hope you enjoyed my time at the Northeast Collectible Show in Quincy, Mass. It was the first time they've ever had the show there. I want to thank George and his brother for hosting, and they were great hosts. I want to thank Scott for bringing over all the autograph guests. He was outstanding. I want to thank all the uh, former athletes, including Tully Bantacane, Patrick Pass, Andrew Raycroft, Reggie Lemlin, Billy Goff, and I want to thank uh, our vendor, uh, vendor that came in and talked to us and the uh, collect joe and charlie the young collectors that that joined us um you know it was a uh, a live recorded interview and we were there was a lot of background noise and some of the guys weren't used to talking on the radio or talking to a microphone so they were a little soft but i i wanted to include everyone and i i uh i think that everyone did a great job so i want to thank everyone and hopefully we'll uh, see you next year join us this week uh, on our for our regular ttm cast episode we have Frank Zappala, who was uh, author and host of um, the great American uh, sports collectible show on with Rico Petroselli. We talked to uh, Tom about his new book and about uh, his podcast. So make sure you listen to our show coming up this Saturday.